things will get to your mind. Praise the Lord. When we talk about the sound of abundance, I know that you'll be thinking about God's provisions for your life, which is very, very true. God's intervention for your life. We're talking about God's miracle for our lives. We're talking about all that God intended for our lives. Praise the Lord. All that God has designed for our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. So we're going to be looking at this topic from a different perspective today. Because there are a lot of things that I want to pass across that I want you to lay hold on. And through those things, God will bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you have your Bible, let's quickly look at the book of First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. And I'm going to be reading from this um 41 hallelujah first kings chapter 18 thank you jesus hallelujah to god be the glory amen hallelujah are we there thank you jesus in fact, let's, let me just show you something before we get on. Hallelujah. Let's, let's look at um, verse 1. First Kings chapter 18 from verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Praise the name of the Lord. In the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. Praise the Lord. Go, show yourself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. When you look at this account carefully, you discover that this was a time when Elijah was having a lot of contention and challenge with King Ahab and Jezebel. This was the time also that Israel backslided and the people were going into so much idolatry and too many other things that were affecting them. Praise the name of the Lord. But then at this particular time, Elijah had already performed miracles. He had already performed signs and wonders. Mighty things has happened, praise the Lord. And not only that, he prayed that there will be no rain for more than three years, about three and a half years, praise the name of the Lord. And so afterwards, then the Bible says he had an open challenge with a false prophet. That this false prophet... He said to them that they should come in and call upon their God. Hallelujah. That they should come in and call upon their God to prove who is God. And then eventually the Bible says that according to the word of the Lord, he instructed them that they should command fire and that their prophet must come and uh, their, their God must come and, and perform the miracle that he expected them to perform that there should be there should be fire from above to consume the sacrifice praise the Lord eventually nothing happened they prayed and they did all of that nothing happened but then when Elijah was about to perform his own miracle the Bible says that he called them that they should pour more water on the trench build a new altar to the extent that the water overflow praise the name of the Lord and Elijah prayed the Bible says his fire came down, consumed the sacrifice, consumed the wood, licked up all the stones, and even the dust that were on the ground. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says the miracle of God take over everything that Elijah prayed for, and God answered him by fire. And afterwards, then he heard the voice of the Lord, because there was a challenge between himself and the prophet 
uh, uh, sorry, and 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 uh, uh, Jezebel. So the prophet, the man of God, was determined to glorify God in this aspect. But then the Bible says God told him to go and hide himself after the challenge between himself and Jezebel that he was gonna, he was gonna, he was. He, he, she said she was gonna kill um, Elijah. So eventually, the Bible says God told him to go and hide himself, and afterwards, then God instructed him now to go and show himself to Ahab. Praise the name of the Lord. So that was when he went to show himself to King Ahab. Hallelujah! And then the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, "It says, and it came to pass after that many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab." And I will send rain upon the earth. This was an instruction from God. This was a directive from God. This was a mandate from God, Almighty God. This was not Elijah's opinion. This was not his decision now. He prayed that there should be no rain for three and a half years. But now God is saying to him, go show yourself there is going to be rain. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, there are so many secrets that I want to reveal here this morning. So, as we go along, I really want you to pay attention to this very, very important account. If you look at this account very well, you discover that in the very first instance, God validated himself. He says, I will send rain. I will send rain. I will do it. Praise the Lord. So, Elijah, number one, he heard from God. He heard from God. Hallelujah. Number two, he knew the will of God. He knew the will of God that there's going to be rain. I know why I'm saying this. Let's follow through. The Bible says that he was confidence in God. He was confidence in God. He had assurance in God because he had a personal relationship with God. He has been serving God for quite a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he was certain that there's going to be rain. He was assured that there is going to be rain. So no matter what's going to happen, there is going to be rain. Why? Because God Almighty has said it. There is going to be rain because God is true. There is going to be rain because God is faithful. There is going to be rain because I heard from God. There is going to be rain because God spoke to me. Praise the name of the Lord. So because he heard from God, he believed that there's going to be rain, number one. Number two, because he had divine insight and he could discern the will of God. He had divine insight and he could discern the will of God that there's going to be rain. Now, this is the foundation. Let's lay the foundation. If you want to succeed in life, you want to excel in life, or if you are going to enjoy the abundance that God has provided for us, there's one thing that you must hold on to. You must be confident and you must be settled, be assured in the word of God that God is true, that God will not fail, that God will not lie. Praise the Lord. So God is true. Now look at verse 41. Let's take it from verse 41. The same chapter 18, verse 41. Let's take it from there. Or take it from verse 40. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophet, okay, go to 41. And Elijah said unto here, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. God spoke to him that there is going to be rain. 
Hallelujah. He heard from God. But it is up to him now to discern when there is going to be rain. Praise the name of the Lord. It was also up to him now to discern as to how the rain is going to come. Praise the name of the Lord. Now there are many things that God has promised us. God has promised us healing. God has promised us provision. The Bible says the promises of God they are yea and amen. That is they are true and they are yes. Praise the name of the Lord. But many a times as believers we struggle with the promises of God because we don't know when and we don't know how it's going to fulfill. Praise the name of the Lord. Many Christians struggle because they don't know when God is going to fulfill his promises. They don't know how God is going to fulfill his promises. And those are the two major things that I want us to pay attention to this morning. God promised me, but when is he going to fulfill the promise? Hallelujah. God promised me, how is he going to fulfill the promise? Praise the name of the Lord. Those two major keys are the ones that we're going to hold on to this morning. Because as we talk about the sound of abundance, I believe you are very expectant. I also believe that you are trusting God to intervene. You are trusting God to provide. You are trusting God to make a way. Especially at this particular time in which we are living. This is the beginning of 2023. Hallelujah. And you are saying, Lord, this year, my life will not be the same. Lord, this year, there is going to be a change. Lord, this year, you are going to bless me. Lord, this year, you are going to provide. Lord, this year, you are going to deliver. Lord, this year, you are going to answer me. Lord, this year, you are going to make a way. Whatever it is that you are expecting God to do, you are believing God for, is going to happen this year. But the point is, when and how? When and how? How? And those are the major things that we're going to be looking at because those are the things that you'll be struggling with. So the Bible says, Elijah said unto Rahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. At this time that Elijah was speaking, there was no rain. Praise the Lord. At the time that God spoke, there was no rain physically. Are we getting it? But already God said, I will send rain. That's number one. And now, Elijah was able to take note now. He was able to discern. He was able to, to, to lay hold on the, the abundance of rain. He was sensitive to know that the rain is coming. Many times we hear from God, but we don't understand when and we don't understand how. Why? Because we are not sensitive to the Spirit of God. We are not sensitive to the instruction of God. We are not sensitive to the leading of God. You may be in a place that says, God is going to bless you. You say, Amen. But are you sensitive to understand how God is going to bless you? Are you sensitive to know when God is going to bless you? Are you sensitive to even understand when the blessing is in operation? Praise the name of the Lord. You say, God is going to heal you today. You say, Amen. God is going to provide. Amen. God is going to deliver. Amen. God is going to change the situation. Amen. But are you, are you in the position wherein you know, you understand, and you are sensitive enough as to when God is about to move in to cause that provision to happen? So Elijah said to him, he says, he says, take the, he said, he said, go down, take yourself and go up, eat and drink. He said, there is, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now look at the language of God. God says, I will cause it to rain, right? 
then Elijah's language now is completely like sort of like validating what God said. God said there's going to be rain. He says, I will cause the rain to happen, right? But then Elijah said, there is a sound of abundance of rain. There is a sound of abundance. He was speaking of the now. He was speaking of the present continuous. He is saying it is available. Why is it that Elijah should speak with such confidence, such assurance, such boldness, wherein he have not yet even seen a drop of rain? Why? Why was he confident? He was confident because he heard from God. He was confident because God spoke. He was confident because spiritually the man was sensitive. He discerned what was going on. He knew when it was going to rain. He knew how it was going to rain. And that is how he spoke to Ahab. He said, he said, there is a sound of abundance of rain. He didn't say, there's going to be rain. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say, oh, the rain is going to come. He didn't say that. He says, the rain is here. That is what he meant. There is, look at it, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now, I'm going to break this thing in a very, very different, unique way this morning. Hallelujah. Sometimes, when we talk about this particular account, a lot of men of God are only focusing on the abundance. Oh, there's going to be abundance. Oh, God is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna, is gonna to provide abundantly. Oh, the Bible says, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think. Yes, but the question is, many of us don't know the how. We don't have the know-how. Praise the name of the Lord. And people receive the proclamation of abundance, but they never receive abundance in itself. Now, let me say this very, very, very important, very important statement. I don't want you to miss this. People always look out for an answer. People always look out for an answer to their problems, an answer to their needs, an answer to the circumstances they are going through. But what is much more important in life is not the answer. You know what is important? It is the truth. The truth is much more important than the answer. Praise the name of the Lord. Because you can receive an answer today if it is not based on truth, it will not stand. You can also receive an answer today, but if you don't know the truth, you will lose the ground or you will lose the essence of the answer. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is best to know the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free. So by knowing the truth, it helps you to maintain the answer. That's number one. It takes the truth to provide you an answer. That is why Jesus Christ, even though he's a miracle worker, was not referred to as a miracle worker. Even though Jesus Christ is the healer, was not referred to as the healer. Even though Jesus Christ is the deliverer, he did not refer to himself as the deliverer. In fact, Jesus referred to himself as the way, the truth, and the life. Why? Because the truth brings life. He himself says, he says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when the truth speaks, the truth who is Jesus, when he opens his mouth to speak, he brings forth truth and what? Life. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So when you look at this account, Elijah was speaking from the perspective of what he knew. He was speaking from the perspective of what he heard. He was speaking from the perspective of what he discerned in the realm of the spirit. And not only that, he says, for surety, that is to say, without any fear, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Praise the Lord. Verse 42. And Ahab went up to eat, to drink. Hallelujah. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Hallelujah. And said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. There is nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. And he said, go again, even seven times. And it came to pass, hallelujah, at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not. Verse 45. And it came to pass. Look at this. Very interesting. It came to pass in a meanwhile. In the meanwhile. That the heaven was black. With cloud. And wind. And there was a great rain. And here rode and went to Jeriel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins. And ran before Ahab. To enter the entrance of Jeriel. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, looking at this account carefully, there are a lot of details that I want you to pay attention to. Very important. What you will see here is that Elijah was a very spiritual man. He was very sensitive. He was very attentive spiritually. He knew what God was about to do because, as I said, he heard from him. Hallelujah. So the Bible says he spoke what he heard. And he said there is going to be an abundance of rain. He was confident in what he heard. Hallelujah. Now what we we'll see in our Christian life today is that there are a lot of things that are happening around us. But yet, many people are ignorant. Why? Because they could not discern from the realm of the spirit. They could not tap into that which is available in the realm of the spirit. Now looking at this account, let me go through this account quickly. And then I'm going to show you some very, very important details. Hallelujah. Now, Elijah saw, he looked through the realm of the spirit. He was able to discern that there is a sound of abundance of rain. Praise the name of the Lord. So, at the particular time, he was able to know that there is going to be rain in the realm of the spirit. Even at that particular time when there was no rain physically, spiritually, he knew there was rain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not only that, he also discerned, listen to this now. The Bible says, he said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. And he says, there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now, take note, take note. He says, I am going to go up to Camel. And the Bible says, he get up there and he was praying. Now, look at the mystery. The man of God gave an instruction to the king Ahab to go eat and drink. But do you know what he did after he realized that there is something in the realm of the spirit? There is an abundance in the realm of the spirit. There is rain available in the realm of the spirit. He went into the presence of God and he was praying. Praise the name of the Lord. He went into the presence of God and he was praying. 
Hallelujah. Now there are things that happen in the life of many believers and they don't realize what is going on and because they don't lay hold on, on, on the presence of God, they cannot discern what is going on. They eventually lose that blessing. They will eventually lose that uh, miracle. They will eventually lose the opportunity. Why? Because the opportunity is already available. It's already there in the realm of the spirit. But because they don't know how to function spiritually, they cannot cause it to manifest physically. Praise the name of the Lord. So what did he do? When he realized that there is something in the realm of the spirit that is available, there is rain. Hallelujah. The Bible says he went into the presence of the Lord up at the Mount Camel. The Bible says he prayed there and the reason why he was praying that whatever is available in the realm of the spirit must be made manifest in the physical. The reason why he was praying from the Mount there, he, he wanted the rain that is available spiritually to become a reality in the physical. Hallelujah. So whatever he discerned spiritually, he chose to pray to make sure that thing comes to pass. Now the sweetest part of it is that he sent the king to go, to go eat and to go drink, but he himself, he did not go to eat and drink. He went to pray. Praise the Lord. Because he was spiritually sensitive, because he was attentive, and because there is something hanging in the realm of the spirit, he knew that the only way to tap into that thing, to receive whatever is available, is to go into the realm of the spirit. So he had to go without food and water, and he spent time praying while he instructed the king here to go and eat and drink. Now look at the difference. These are the reasons why many people cannot receive the goodness of God. When it is time for them, to go to God and ask God for whatever that is available, whatever that has been revealed, whatever that has been promised, instead of going to ask God and wait on God for that, they will go home and eat and drink. So while Ahab was busy eating and drinking, Elijah was praying to cause whatever God has promised, the promises of God to be fulfilled. Praise the name of the Lord. So you see that whatever he heard from God, he believed also that God was able to make it real. Hallelujah. He believed that God was able to make it literally manifested. Hallelujah. We also see that in chapter 18, the very same chapter 18 verse 1, that the first thing that I revealed to you was that God told him that there is going to be rain. There is going to be rain. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, it discerned rain and how it's going to happen. Praise the name of the Lord. So he was operating spiritually. Take note now. Very deep. We're getting deeper now. He was operating physically. Not just from a standpoint of faith. But he was operating spiritually. To make it a reality. While the servant. Hallelujah. Was also out there to go and look out for the rain. In the physical. Let me explain. When he knew what was going on, he went, he knelt down, he put his head in between his legs, he sat and he was praying. The Bible says he sent his servant. The reason why he sent his servant because he believed, number one, what God said to him. Number two, he believed what he discerned in the realm of the spirit, what he heard, a sound of abundance of rain. So he sent his servant based on those two things. What God has said and what he had designed spiritually. So he said that the servant should go and look on the, the, the seaside. He said there is going to be rain. Now that's strange. 
Because for three and a half years, there was no rain. Now the Lord God spoke to him and he designed it and he says he's going to go and in search of the rain. Hallelujah. So he was operating in the realm of the spirits to make it a reality. Hallelujah. While he instructed the servants to go up there to look for the rain physically. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible says that Elijah gave him a clear instruction as to where he should be looking at. Hallelujah. Look at verse 43. The Bible says 43. What does it say? And Elijah said unto his servant, he said unto his servant, go up now, look toward the what? The sea. Look towards. So he knows exactly where the thing is going to start to happen. Look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. Very interesting. Sometimes you believe that God is going to bless you, but you don't know where the blessing is coming from. That is part of blind loyalty. Blind loyalty. It is not in every case that you have to know. Don't misunderstand me. It is not in every case that you have to know. If you're walking by faith, that's fine. But trust me, if you are a child of God, you have what they call discerning of spirit, or you are walking in, in the spirit, there are certain things that you ought to know. The Bible says he had a clear instruction for the servant that he should go and look towards the sea. Hallelujah. So he designed where the miracle is going to start from. He believed and that's why he prayed. Hallelujah. And so the third thing that, what, what, that he did was he instructed the servants to go and look. The servants came and said, I saw nothing. Nothing. Now what is also interesting is that God spoke you discern it, but the servant saw nothing. I must go over it again. Very important. God spoke, you heard him. It's clear. He's not going to lie. He's not going to fail. He's true. He's almighty God. He discerned it spiritually that there's a sound of abundance of rain. But yet, when the servant had to go up there to look for the rain where he instructed him, he saw what? Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. What do you do? When God had spoken and also you have a witness in your spirit and you see nothing, what do you do? What do you do? Hallelujah. Do we have what it takes to discern that whatever God said is true? Do you have what it takes to believe in whatever God gave to you as an instruction or you discern that it is true? Do you have that faith enough? Do you have that spiritual stamina to wait on the Lord? Do you have that strength and grace enough to make sure that you meditate on whatever God has said and keep that assurance and confidence in him and in him alone? So God said he believes. He himself, he discerns it, he believes. He assigned the servant to go and give him instruction, he believes. But the servant came and said there is nothing. Now listen to this very well. The actual truth is that there is something. The rain is there. But look at what was happening. This is deep now. In the realm of the spirit, the rain was there. The, the, the abundance of rain was there. Are you getting it? In the realm of the spirit, whatever God has said, it was there. Whatever Elijah discerned spiritually, it was also there. But the servant that was going, he was going as a physical man, not to look for the spiritual rain. He was looking for the literal rain. And when he got there, he saw nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Now look at how interesting this is. The Bible says that he went there and he saw nothing. Hallelujah. While Elijah was dealing with this particular scenario from a spiritual point of view, the servant was going from a physical for, for him to look and see from a physical point of view. He was looking for an evidence, but Elijah was confidence in the word of God. Hallelujah. He was confidence in God because he heard God. Hallelujah. Listen, it is very good to hear from God first before you see. Many times, a lot of people want to see before they hear. They want to see before they believe. Hallelujah. So, Elijah was handling everything spiritually while the servant was dealing with everything physically. Hallelujah. And this is very, very interesting and very, very important. If God is doing mighty things, if God is doing greater things, and God expects you to look at it from a spiritual point of view, and you are looking at it from a physical point of view, you'll be seeing two different things. He realized that there is rain in the realm of the spirit, while the servant realized that there is nothing in the physical. Praise the name of the Lord. The servant came and says, I saw nothing. The man of God said to him, go up again seven times. He was in the midst of praying while the servant came again. Hallelujah. And he says, go again. He kept going. One, two, three, four, up to seven times. Whereas, you know, Elijah was busy praying. The number seven has to do with completion. It has to do with perfection. He realized that the manifestation of rain was going to come according to the instruction of God's word, not according to the message from his servant. I'm going to say that again. He realized that the manifestation of the rain is going to come based on the word of God, the instruction of the Lord, not from the message from the servant. So he kept sending him to go back again. Anytime he goes and comes, what's up? Nothing. Sixth time, nothing. Until the seventh time, now listen to this now. Elijah, as I said, he saw the, the, the abundance in the realm of the spirit. That's number one. God spoke to him. He heard from God. Hallelujah. And the spiritual word. But the servant was going to look for the physical rain as a proof of what God said. Now let me say this to you, beloved. Many times, God would have fulfilled everything in the realm of the spirit. God would have accomplished everything in the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord. All of the promises of God are spiritually revealed. But because you don't know what it takes spiritually to go into the realm of the spirit and transform whatever God has revealed to you from the level of the spirit to the physical, you end up be stranded because you don't know how to go about it. Now let me explain this. Many Christians have problems with this. God says by his stripes you were healed. He said, but I have not received anything yet. God revealed that, I mean, he has provided for you. But then, physically you are saying, I have received nothing. Hallelujah. God is saying, it's going to be well with you. But physically, it's as if whatever you are experiencing 
contradict the promises of God. And so you are surprised and you are worried and you don't want to believe that whatever God has said will happen, will happen. Why? Because what you see physically is completely different from what is happening in the realm of the spirit. Now let me reveal some things to you now. Looking at all that we've read, right? How Elijah was so spiritually sensitive to discern he was focused on the word, the remnant, the spiritual word that he heard from God. Now, not only that, he had to send the servant, and then he engaged the Lord in praying. He engaged the Lord in praying. What was missing here? What was missing here? Nothing. Nothing was missing. Absolutely nothing was missing. Praise the name of the Lord. But what was the problem? The problem was on the side of the servant. Are we getting it? Nothing was missing. The word of God is true. The Bible says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. The Bible says he spake and it was done. He commanded and he stood fast. The word of God is true. Hallelujah. Elijah saw it very well. He discerned there is a sound of an abundance of rain. And that was also true. He knelt down. He was praying, believing that the rain is going to come. That was also true. But the scariest part of it all was that the servant that was going, he was going to look out for the physical, literal rain to fall. So he was going in the flesh. God spoke in the spirit. He was going in the flesh. Elijah discerned in the spirit. He was going in the flesh. Elijah also spoke in the spirit. He was going in the flesh. Elijah was busy praying in the spirit. And let me show you the secret now. What I'm about to reveal to you is going to bless you throughout this year. Because 99.99, even 100% of all that the promises of God, all that God has promised you for this year is available. Is available. All that God promised you for this year is true. But do you know the secret? They exist in the realm of the spirit. And you have to bring it to the physical. And that is where Many of us are struggling. He says, by his stripes, you were healed. Remember that word that Jesus said, you were healed, was not just a literal word. It was a spiritual word. He said, the word that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. But do you believe that you can take that word that is spirit, that is life, from the realm of the spirit and from the realm of life and make it physical on your body and you begin to walk in there? ministry or in in the manifestation of the healing power of jesus christ do you believe that now let me just reveal all that i've said let me conclude it in one verse first corinthians you're going to see this there in the book of corinthians first corinthians are we there chapter 2 we're going to be reading from verse 9 chapter 2 verse 9 we're going to be reading from verse 9 to 16 but let's read verse 9 first corinthians chapter 2 i hope i'm blessing you this morning First Corinthians chapter 2. Are we there? I'll be reading from verse 9 to verse 16. But I want you to pay attention to verse 9. Very interesting account. It says, but it is written, look at this there, eyes had not seen. Do you see that? Nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Listen to this now. The things which God had, which God had what? Prepared, you see, it's not which God is going to prepare. What we are talking about is not something that God is going to do. Are we getting it? 
what we are talking about is what God has already done. Your miracle is already done. Your healing is already done. Provision is already done. Deliverance is already done. God to supply your need. All of that has already been accomplished. Jesus already said that the cross of Calvary, it is what? Finished. Whatever that God's supposed to do is already done. Now look at the secret. He says, everything that he had prepared for them that loved him. So which means that the preparation was already done. It's not say whatever is going to go prepare. Let me go over it again. As it is written, I had not seen, nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things, things, not one, things in a plural form, which God had prepared for them that loved him. So it's already prepared. Now, look at verse number 10. It says, this is the secret now. The things are there, but there is a problem. And what is the problem? A lot of people will not be able to receive them. Why? Because... They are operating, functioning in the realm of the flesh instead of the spirit. Look at how you're going to receive these things. All that God has prepared. Your healing, your blessing, your husband, your wife, your promotion, good health, a new job. All that you are believing God for that he had prepared. Look at how you're going to get it. Verse 10. But God had. Look at this. This same God who had prepared these things, look at it. He's showing us the know-how, the pattern, and how you're going to lay hold. He said, God had what? Revealed them unto us by what? By what? By what? Again? One more time. By what? By his spirit. God has prepared a whole lot of things that are beyond your comprehension. Good things, mysterious things, miraculous things, wonderful things. Divine things, hallelujah. But these things, all that he had provided, all that he has prepared, they are available, but they are in the realm of the spirit. And the only way he can reveal them is through the spirit. Do you see that there? Do you see that there? So look at it now. God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For what? The spirit searcheth all things, yea, what? The deep things of God. Did you get it there? Now, this is where we struggle. He had done everything. It is available. But the only way the Bible says he is going to reveal these things or he reveals them is through the Holy Spirit. Now, did God want me to be healed? How would you know? Yes, through the Holy Spirit. Is God going to heal me? Yes. How do you know? Through the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Is God going to cause me to prosper? Yes, you're going to prosper. The prosperity is provided for. Everything is available. But how can you receive it? Through the help of the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says, the only way you're going to lay hold on those things is through the help, the channel of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will help you to receive your healing, receive your deliverance, receive your miracle, receive the blessing, receive all that God has provided for you. Now, if the Holy Spirit is the one that is going to help you, listen to this now. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, can two walk together except they be agreed? So if you are walking in the flesh and you are not walking in the spirit it's going to be difficult for you to receive that which god has provided for 
So as a child of God, the secret is this. Even though God spoke to Elijah, even though he discerned what was going on, yet he had to go and pray and deal with it in the realm of the spirit. So whatever is available there that God has promised, whatever is available there that God has provided for, that thing will be manifested physically. That was what happened. Praise the name of the Lord. So many times, the problem is not with God. Many times, the problem is not that God is a liar. That's not true. He doesn't lie. The problem is, oh, God failed me. No, God will never fail you. Hallelujah. Oh, I've been praying, 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 and God has not answered. He had already answered you. Even before you were born, he knew that this day will come that you'll be in need. He already provided. He already answered you. But you refuse to walk through the process for you to attain to the answer that God has provided for you. I hope I'm making a sense to you. Now look, look at this account. Let's read the entire account so that you get what I'm saying. It says, but verse 10, let's go back again. But he had revealed them unto us by the spirit, by his spirit, hallelujah. For the spirit searched, you see, he searched. He searched for what you ask for. He knows what you ask for. So he's going to go. If you need healing in your body, he knows where to get it. If you need provision, you need deliverance, you need miracle, you need anything that you need, he searches for all because he knows where to get it and what is available. He searched all things and he says, Yeah, the deep, the deep, the deep things of God. Verse number 11. He says, For what man knoweth, look at this now, what man knoweth the things of man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What man knoweth the things of man? Save the spirit. You see, he said, The spirit of God is the one that knows. Save the spirit of man which is in him. So your spirit that is in you will be able to discern. To know exactly what it is. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but what? The spirit of God. The spirit of God. A lot of things that God has done for you that you don't know. Why? Because you don't have the spirit of God. But if you have the spirit of God, you'll be able to discern like what Elijah said. There is a sound. He discerned whatever God said. Do you know how many things God had said? But you are unable to discern it up till today. Do you know how many things God had said? But you are unable to receive it up till today. Do you know how many things God has provided? But you are unable to receive it up till today. The problem is not on God's side. The problem is you are operating in the physical, in the flesh. That is why the man could go seven times. And came back and says, I saw nothing. There is nothing there. I don't believe that God was trying to build the cloud so that and, and then the rain will gather. No, because it was already in the realm of the spirit. If he was as spiritual as Elijah, he would have gone just once and came back and says, yes, it's about to come and it's coming. But he was looking for a physical evidence. So even though the man of God says, go up there, he could not see like the man of God. He could not see what Elijah saw. If he was looking for the physical rain. So God, Elijah had to send him to go seven times. You see, let me say this to you. When you have spiritual insight or you can discern, hallelujah, it will be easy for you to see what others could not see. It will be easy for you to lay hold. There are many Christians out there, but how many Christians are sincerely, truly benefiting from what God has done? If you read your Bible and you discover, you only realize that the Bible says, they that are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. And that is why they are struggling. Hallelujah. 
So look at it now. The Bible says it takes the spirit of God that is in man to be able to discern what is of God. It says now we have received, look at it, we are received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. But we, he said, we receive the spirit which is of God that we might know. Look at it. Look, I when I read this, I said, Oh God, have mercy on us. Look at it in verse 10, 12. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know. So the reason why you need to walk in the spirit, the reason why you need the spirit of God is for you to know what? Know the things that are what? Freely given to us of God. The things that are freely given to us of God. The things that are freely given to us of God. You must know the things that are freely given to us of God. But you cannot know if you are walking in the flesh. You will only be able to know when you walk in the spirit. That is why the Bible talks about the spirit of God in us. Hallelujah. So even though God says, I am going to send rain, go and show yourself to Ahab. Even though Elijah discerned it and he said there is a sound of abundance of rain. God believes what he says. Elijah himself believes what God says. And Elijah also believes what he discerns. But the servant kept going seven times. Seven times. What could have been one just one time? He said, Sir, I believe just as God said and what you have said, and I know it's gonna rain. And let's wait for the rain to come. He said, He kept going. I saw nothing. Number one, I saw nothing. Number two, I saw nothing. Number three, I saw nothing. Number four, I saw nothing. Five, I saw nothing. Six, I saw nothing. Seven. Can you imagine you have to go through that seven times before you could believe and see the manifestation? the name of the Lord. You see, the Bible says that we must know the things that are given to us freely. You don't have to pay for some of these things. You don't have to be troubled, be frustrated, be anxious and, and traumatized about these things. No. Oh, I don't know whether God is going to bless me or not. I don't know whether God is going to provide for me or not. I don't know whether God is going to make a way for me or not. I don't know whether God is going to heal me or not. I don't know whether God is going to help me or not. No, no, no. A child of God must know of a surety that God is going to help. God is going to heal. God is going to provide. God is going to make a way where there is no way in Jesus' name. He says, look at verse 12. 13. It says, which things also, the thing that I freely given, it says, which things also speak not in the words with which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost, you see, the Holy Ghost what? Teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the carnal man, aha, so who was the carnal man there? This servant that was going back and forth. The natural man, that is the carnal man. Receive it not the things of the Spirit of God. You see the problem? God has blessed us. Everything is available in the realm of the Spirit. But there is one set of people that will not receive. And what is the Bible saying about those people? The Bible said they are what? Natural. You look at things. You say, but God said there is going to be rain. But I see nothing. I see nothing. There is nothing happening around. God says, oh, oh, it's going to increase us. But you say, 
Ah, I can't, I can't tell because I, I see nothing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the, the way things are going, the economy and the way, the way life is changing so fast and systems are changing. I don't believe we're going to make it. Oh, they said there's a recession coming up and they said things are going to be hard and it's going to be difficult to survive in this life and the mortgages are going up and, and things are expensive and I don't know how I'm going to live this life. And as a child of God, I'm trying not to cut corners, not to do the wrong thing. I don't know how things are going to work. Listen. Be still, relax, and know that God is God. Praise the name of the Lord. Whatever he had promised will come to pass in Jesus' name. God is true. God is faithful. You see, the natural man that is thinking logically, the natural man that is looking at things from a physical standpoint, the natural man that looks at things from the ordinary view, the Bible says, cannot receive anything that is of God. He says, but the natural man receive not the things of the spirit of God. Why? He says, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. You see, you can't even know them. You cannot receive them. You cannot know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. In other words, you must discern the goodness of God for your life. Spiritually first before it begins to manifest physically. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Thank God. For who had known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have what? The mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. That is what we have. The mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ all about? The mind of Christ is about you've been here, you've been delivered, you've been provided for. God is a good God. The word of God is true. God is faithful. God is holy. God will not fail. God will not lie. God is not a man. He's not going to disappoint you. All of these things we must believe. But many of us, we struggle. Why? Because we're looking at the physical instead of the spiritual. And not only that, whatever that God has provided for that is in the realm of the spirit that is where they are secured hallelujah we have to move from the physical to get to the spiritual so that we'll be able to receive and possess whatever it is that is available let me give you a few other scriptures and you will see it clearly the bible says right that the spiritual the physical man cannot receive the thing that is of god that is what we read from verse 14 it says the natural man cannot receive the thing that is of god hallelujah so if you are operating in the flesh, you have a problem. If your mindset is in the physical, you have a problem. Now look at this one. The Bible says something in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 8. It says that the flesh cannot please God. Romans chapter 8 verse 8. This is why we should be more spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse number 8. Romans 8 8. It says, so then... They that are in the flesh cannot what? Please God. They that are in the flesh. They say, raise up your hand now. God is going to heal you. He says, um, you know, I don't know. I don't believe uh, God is going to heal. How can God heal me? Where is God around? Is he coming? Uh, how is he going to do it? Why? In the flesh. For this time... I believe that God is going to deliver you. You say, how? When? Praise the name of the Lord. 
if you cannot see in the realm of the spirit, if you cannot discern from the realm of the spirit, if you cannot understand the word, the instruction of the Lord from the realm of the spirit, trust me, it cannot be manifested physically. Why? Because if you are in the flesh, the Bible says you cannot please God. You cannot please God. You cannot please God if you are in the flesh. You begin to doubt. You begin to act in fear. You begin to act in unbelief. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, you remember that? St. John 6, 63. They are spirit and they are life. How can you receive spirit and life when you are operating in the flesh? Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 16. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says that we should not walk in the flesh. Look at it again. Galatians chapter 5. So many times, many Christians suffer casualty. Why? Because they still function in in their flesh. Galatians chapter 5. Are we there? Verse number 16. Thank you Lord. It says this I say then. Walk in the spirit. Then walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And then you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is not just sexual immorality. Pride is part of the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The lust of the flesh has to do with the lust of the eye. If I want the Bible talks about the three things, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all of them are lost. And they are all centered on one thing, from the eye. Because if you cannot see, you will not have pride. If you cannot see, you cannot have a, what? A, a lust of the flesh. Even if it's going to be there, it's going to be minimal. But as long as you have sight, you can see, then you have pride of life, then you have lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible clearly says, they that are in the flesh, they cannot please God. So if you are lusting after the flesh, and your mind is to satisfy your flesh, material things, all, all kinds of things that are in the world that is your own desire, your passion, Hallelujah. And your passion is not to please God or not to glorify God, you're going to run yourself into trouble. Romans, again, chapter 8, verse 6. Romans, chapter 8, verse 6. We looked at Romans 8, 8. Let's look at Romans 8, verse 6. What does it say? Are we there? Romans, chapter 8, verse number 6. For to be carnally minded, the Bible says, is death. This is the worst case scenario. Some dream had already died because. The dreamer is carnal in his mind. Some business died. Why? Because the business owner is carnal in his mind. Hallelujah. Some family, some marriage died. Why? Because the leaders, the husband and the wife, the members of the family were carnal in their decision making, in their mindset. Some churches died. Why? Because the leaders were carnal in their mindset. Look at it again. It says to be carnally minded is death. So anything that is of carnality has what we call a death sentence upon it. There is always a death sentence upon that which is carnal. That which is natural. That which is ordinary. Praise the name of the Lord. It says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Two things. Life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace. Now, remember Jesus said the words that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. 
Hallelujah. So whatever comes out of the mouth of Jesus brings you life. And not only that, it comes to a point of fulfillment that will bring you what? Peace. So as a child of God, God expects you to walk in the spirit. You leave your house. You are going to walk. The spirit of God says, go back home today. You're like, but God, I got to go to work. Oh God, I have to go. The spirit of God says, go back home. Hallelujah. And then at that particular time that you make a detour, you turned your car on that highway at that particular time, right on that time. It was about a few seconds or a few minutes after there was a deadly accident that if you have continued on that journey, you would have been a victim. Then you realize, wow, this was why God said I should go back home. Praise the name of the Lord. It could be that you get yourself in a situation or in a position where God is saying, stop, don't do it, don't go there. Or don't buy that thing. Or don't get involved in that business. But then if you're not spiritually minded, you say, but I want it. Oh, I like it. Oh, this is what I desire. And you get there. You buy it. And then a few weeks or months down the road, the thing destroy. And there's no coverage. And before you realize, you've lost your money. You want to invest. Make an investment in a business. The Lord says, stop. Don't do it. Stop. Wait. And if you're not sensitive in the realm of the spirit, you might want to just do it because what? You want to make it at all costs. You think that there are opportunities out there. What you don't understand is that God says, stop, wait. If you stop and you wait, you'll be secured. You don't make mistakes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God spoke his word, but Elijah was able to discern when and how this rain was going to come. So what did he do? He went to the Lord in prayer on his knees and he was praying while he discerned that the rain was going to come. He sent the servant to go watch. The only one that was faulty in this account was the servant. Because he was carnally minded. The servant was the only problem could not believe the word of God that the man of God hear from God. He could not even believe the man of God himself. Ah, sound of abundance of rain. Elijah, okay. I, I have been there and there's nothing. He goes back again. I've been there. There's nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. When you walk in the spirit, there is life. That is what the Bible says. According to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 6. It said there is life and there is peace. Hallelujah. Let's read it again. It said to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Life and peace. There's going to be life again in your family. There's going to be life again in your church. There's going to be life again in your business. There's going to be life again in your career. There's going to be life again in your finance. There's going to be life again in your marriage. There's going to be life again in your health. There's going to be life again in everything that you put your hands to do when you walk in the spirit. Because the life of God will be revealed through your life and you know what to do at the right time. Praise the name of the Lord. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. You see, we must be sensitive spiritually. 
And when we're sensitive spiritually, we are going to be able to navigate our way through this year 2023 in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.25. Are we there? Thank you, Lord. Verse 25. It says, if we live in the Spirit, what does it say? Let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. If we what? If we live in the spirit, we must what? Walk in the spirit. Learn to walk in the spirit. Lord, I want to travel. But what is your will for my life this year? Do you want me to go? Lord, I want to marry to this sister. Is she the will for me? Lord, I want to buy a new car. What is your direction concerning this car? Lord, I want to change my house. I want to change my environment. Is it your will for me to do this now? Lord, I want to do some renovation. Can I go ahead and renovate now? The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall what? Direct thy path. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the major problems that we have is that God reveals himself, reveals his will, and many people ignore God's instruction. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. Ephesians chapter 1. Very interesting. Let's see verse 9. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Having made known unto us, the mystery of his will. You see, God made known unto us the mystery, the mystery of his will. He made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his what? Good what? Pleasure which he had purposed in himself. That is to say God has something good in his mind for us. God had already purposed good pleasure in himself for us. So God looked at you and says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to get you to mar get married. I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to give you good health. I'm going to cause you to prosper. I'm going to give you good children and I'm going to cause you to enjoy and see your great 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 grandchildren. I'm going to cause your business to flourish. I'm going to cause you to excel. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to fight for you. All of that are the plan of God for your life. I'm going to work with you and make sure you are safe and saved. I'm going to make sure that I favor you wheresoever you go. That is God's plan. Look at it again. It is an interesting account. Ephesians 1 verse 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. That is through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. According to his good, good pleasure which he had proposed in himself. That is to say, even before you think about something good about yourself, God already taught something good about you. Jeremiah 29, 11. I, God, I know the thought that I think towards you. They are the thought of peace and not of evil to bring you to an expected end in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can read even from verse 7 to verse 12. You see all of God's goodness that was revealed. In Daniel chapter 2 verse 22. Go there. Old Testament. Daniel chapter 2 verse 22. See what it says. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Daniel 2 22. You have to move fast with me so I can round up on time. Daniel chapter 2. Thank you Lord. Verse number 22. What does it say? Hallelujah. God is such a good God, but many of us could not discern his will. 
even though he revealed them to us. He says, he revealed the deep and secret things. Who revealed deep and secret things? God. You don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow, but God can reveal it to you today. You don't know what the future holds, but God can reveal it to you today. He revealed the deep and secret things. Look at it. He says, he knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. God knows everything. So when you go to him, he will reveal them to you. Hallelujah. There are certain things that others will do. You will look at it and say, no. It's not that it is wrong, but God told you, don't do it. There are places others will go. God will tell you, don't go. Hallelujah. There are things that others will buy. God will tell you, don't buy. Not that it is wrong, but God, he already, he knew what was going to be the outcome. He knew what the future holds. He knew exactly every single thing about that thing, but God gave you instruction to preserve you, to protect you, so that you don't make the wrong choices. Do you know that most of the time when we run ourselves down, when we're hurt, it's not because God accepted or wanted us to get hurt or to run ourselves down. It's because you have not paid attention to the thing that God revealed. God asked a question. He said, can I have anything from my servant? He says, no. If you're a child of God, God must reveal it to you. That is why as a child of God, if anything is going to happen to your family members, God must reveal it to you. One way or the other, you must know before it happens. If he didn't give you a word, you will come to the church, you receive a word, or if not, maybe you will receive a song that has a word in it, or if not, maybe a dream, or maybe a revelation. One way or the other, God will always try to reveal certain things to you that will help you so that you know what's going to happen. In Amos chapter 3 verse 7, you will see the same thing there, that God is the revealer of things. In St. John 15, 15, let's see that quickly. St. John 15, 15. God is the revealer of things. He revealed things to you before they happen, and he revealed things to you for your good, to help you, to protect you, so that you will not fail, you will not make a mistake, you will not hurt yourself. 15 of St. John, 15 verse 15. Are we there? It says, as for, take note of this, I call you not servant. Thank God for that. Do you see that there? Jesus is saying, from now you are no longer servant. Hallelujah. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. The servant doesn't know much about the master. But I have called you friends. Why? Because friends, they talk. And they share big things. Hallelujah. Deep things they share. I have called you what? Friends. But I have called you friends. Look at this. For all things of I what? That I have what? I have heard of my father. I have made known unto you. So it takes a friend to reveal secret things to another friend. Praise the name of the Lord. So... There are things that God has already revealed. But many of us don't know. Why? Because we are not paying attention to the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Elijah was in the midst of praying. Believing God for what he has said. Hope that it will come to pass. He realized the manifestation of rain. While his servant has gone seven times. Praise the name of the Lord. Instead, this man ought to have gone once. When you walk in the flesh, it's going to cost you more. When you walk in the flesh, it's going to cost you more. When you walk in the flesh, it's going to take longer. And if you're not careful, when you walk in the flesh, 
you're going to get hurt. You're going to end up compromising. Hallelujah. You must have that expectant heart. In other words, you must get to a point of expectation, believing that what God has said, it is true. Hallelujah. Elijah was confident in God. He knew that God will not lie. He knew that God is true. He was praying to make whatever God has said to him and whatever he had received by revelation, he was praying to make sure that that thing comes to pass. One of the major problems that we have again is that many of us lack spiritual insight. Spiritual insight. That is what I've been talking about, discerning. Many Christians suffer because they could not make whatever God has said, they could not do whatever God has said to happen. They don't, they cannot, they don't have what it takes to make it happen. Whatever God revealed to them, they cannot make it happen. Hallelujah. And may I say this to you? Sometimes, it's already done. God has already accomplished it. But all that he's saying, you move from where you are to where it is so you can get it. That is why the Bible says to be carnally minded is dead. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now let me give you an example. Like we're in this auditorium now. If I take my phone and I drop it out through the window, right? Let me say I throw it through the window and it's out there. And I ask you, I say, please, can I have my phone? What are you going to do? Hmm? You have to go out there to get what? To get, that is exactly what is happening. Whatever we are believing God for is done, but they are secured in the realm of the spirit. But many of us cannot move out of the flesh to get into the realm of the spirit to receive it and make it a reality. We struggle because we function in the flesh. We do not discern things spiritually. We cannot identify things spiritually. And we cannot make things manifest themselves in the reality. Why? Because the Bible says to be carnally minded is dead. Let's just look at a few things that we're going to pray. Number one, Elijah heard from God. For you to hear from God, you must be spiritually attentive. If you are not attentive, God will speak to you and you'll be looking as if, <laughs> you know, and you can't hear anything absolutely. This year, 2023, let it be that you don't just come to church and then you hear the word. Let it be that personally you can hear from God. When you are in your house, you will hear from God. When you are driving, you can hear from God. When you are praying, you can hear from God. When you are in the washroom taking shower, you can hear from God. When you are sleeping in your dream, you can hear from God. At any time, you should hear from God. And by hearing from God, you will know the mind of God. You will know the will of God. You will know what God has already prepared for you that is available for this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he heard from God. So number one, learn to hear from God this year. Number two, Elijah could discern the timing for the manifestation of the promises of God. He could discern the timing, the exact timing. God told him in verse 1, according to uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, he says, I'm going to cause rain. Hallelujah. I'm going to send rain. But after some time, he discerned that this is the right time. He could hear the sound. And he says, wow, I heard a sound 
of abundance of rain. Right there, he abandoned all that he was doing. Go to the mount and he knelt down. The Bible says he was praying to make sure that whatever God has promised, whatever God has said, or whatever he heard from God must be made manifested. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. He was sensitive, sensitive to pray until it happens. So number one, he heard from God. Number two, he knew God's timing. And number three, he was sensitive. Very sensitive to make it happen. Many of us are not sensitive at all, at all, at all to make things happen. Say, so whatever, you know, if it, you see, many times as Christians, we have this sarcastic statement that we say, oh, yeah, if it is, if it is not the will of God, it won't come for me. If it is, for, if it is the will of God, then it will come for me. It's a lie. There are times when it is the will of God, but it's not coming for you by because you ought to go for it. It's like many people are saying, oh, I'm waiting for God, I'm waiting for God. And what they don't know is that God has been waiting for them long since before they were born. And this is an obstruction sometimes to the season that we did with. Uh, uh, we, just, we just talked about verse uh, 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 number two. Number two was designing the timing of God. Hallelujah. For God manifestation. So if you don't design the time of God, you cannot be sensitive enough to pray until it happens. You don't know the timing. You don't know the season. You don't know the season of God. You don't know when and how. There are certain things that you want to be doing. God is saying, the time is past. I'm doing something new. But you're still dancing and focusing on the whole project. And God is saying, I moved to something else. And while God moved to something else, you are stranded. You have to do it all by yourself because you are not going to bring him back to do what he already abandoned. Turn to your neighbor say, there are some projects that are already dead. God is doing something new. He's doing something new. Hallelujah. So we must be sensitive to pray until it manifests itself. God said something. I believe it in the name of Jesus. You can go and pray three hours. Go pray four hours. Go and pray one hour. Go pray 30 minutes. Sometimes if you have to take a weekend off, you take that weekend, you pray and fast, you seek the presence of God until whatever God has said to you come to pass. Hallelujah. Many of us, you know what God said you you heard him but to pray it's a problem we don't have time to pray to make it a reality ah uh, i know god loves me i know god promised me that uh, this year is going to be a great year but have you ever prayed about it since the year began when was the last time you even fasted for this year or you you spent some time took some time out to say let me go seek the lord for this year number four number four the Bible says that Elijah was so sensitive to the point that, take note of this now. He was so sensitive to the point that hmm, when he discerned that the rain is about to be poured, he had to flee. He ran down the mountain. The Bible says he came and he passed Ahab that was on the chariot. He, he, was, he, he fled his way into Jeriel. Why? He was faster than the king. Why? Because he was more sensitive to what God is doing. Now pay attention to this very deep. When you are sensitive to what God is doing, when you walk in the realm of the spirit, you will move faster in life. You are going to be able to accomplish things easily in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then the final thing is that he understood 
that no matter what, knowing from God is much more important and knowing by faith is also important. Now listen. Listen to this very well. Hmm. When you know by faith, it's different from acting by faith. I must say it again. Knowing by faith is very important. But when you know by faith, it's different from acting by faith. Because when you know by faith, it propels you to act by faith. But there are some times when people are acting by faith, not knowing what they are acting on. You understand? I hope you get it. Now when you know, and you know, and you know that this is what God said, even if it's going to cost you lo- your life, you're going to act by faith, believing what you know. Am I right? But if you did not hear from God at all, and you are acting by faith, and you know this is going to cost you your life, it will get to the point you say, you know what, let me caution a little bit, because, you know, I haven't heard from God. So did you get it now? So knowing and acting by faith is good. But it is much more important when you know you're holding on to God and you are looking and say, God, this is what I heard. This is what you told me. And Lord, I believe it. And that is what I'm going to live by. So you are seeing from the realm of the spirit you are speaking from the realm of the spirit. You are steadfast. You are confidence in God. You have faith in him. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to cause you to increase. It's going to cause you to be matured. It's going to cause you to be focused. Steadfast. And you're going to have that specific assurance that others don't have. Why? Because you heard from God. And not only that, you discern it. And you know that whatever God has promised is going to come to pass. We're going to pray this morning. When we talk about abundance, it's not about just the provision. The provision is already available. When we talk about abundance, we're not talking about just what God will do. He has already done it. But when we talk about abundance, the question is, do you have what it takes to discern the abundance? Do you have what it takes to understand when and now this abundance will manifest itself. Many people are desperate. Desperate for an answer. But as I said, it's much more important for you to be desperate for the truth. When you know the truth, the truth becomes life. And that life can work at any time and at any season. Shall we pray this morning? Let's talk to the Lord right now. Let's commit our lives unto him. Let's commit our ways unto him. Let us ask God for mercy. It may be that you are believing God for higher height, but you haven't heard from him yet. Or it may be that on the contrary, you've heard from him, but because you are carnal, you're walking in the flesh, it is difficult for you to go into the realm of the spirit to tap into that which God has preserved. Hallelujah. Talk to the Lord to help you. Help me, Lord, make I get your way. I go work for you. Help me, Lord, 
Make I get your way. I go for you. If I get your way, I go work for you. If I get your way, I go work for you. Help me, Lord, make I get your way. I go work for you. Ask that the Holy Spirit will teach you. Ask that the Holy Spirit will be the revealer that will help you, that will strengthen you, that will guide you. Ask that the Holy Spirit will instruct you, that God will grant unto you grace, that whatever you have heard from the Lord, you will hold on to it. You will not allow yourself to be moved. You don't allow the challenges and the circumstances of life to dictate you. You don't allow things and issues to push you out of the way. We must be confident, the Bible says, in this very thing. Be confident in this very thing. God is not going to lie. God is not going to fail. Whatever God has promised is true. He who has begun a good work in you, the Bible says he will complete it. He's a good God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want you to raise up your hand, those of you who are watching wheresoever you find yourself. Whatever you are believing God for right now, you are believing God for provisions, you are believing God for healing, you are believing God for intervention, you are believing God for a house, you are believing God for finances, whatever you are believing God for, you raise up your hand and we're going to pray. God said to Elijah, there is going to be rain. Elijah went out there and spoke what he discerned that was from God. There is a sound of abundance. He didn't just spoke about the sound of abundance. He prayed. He acted upon what he heard. And he believed. He sent the servant. And that was where the battle was. The final manifestation. He had to go seven times because of his heart condition. Can we pray right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the lives of your people. Thank you for every hand that is lifted in the house and even those who are watching. Spirit of the living God, we depend on you. Your word is true. Your word is faithful. You are not a man that you should lie. Our eyes are on you, oh God. You are the miracle worker. I pray, Lord, under the sound of my voice, through your mercy and your grace. According to your word in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 says, Lord, you have provided, you have made abundant provision for all that we need, but it is revealed through the Spirit. Therefore, Spirit of the living God, go into the archives and the storehouse of the heavenlies. Holy Spirit of God, you say, Lord, you know the mind of God. I decree and declare, that Lord, you bring forth healing upon the lives of your people in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is sick right now, I decree and declare, receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. 
affliction in your body. Whatever it is that the enemy have used to trouble you. Ulcer, diabetes, cancer, arthritis, pain in the hip, pain in the knee bone, kidney failure, tuberculosis, ulcer, whatever it is, chest pain, side pain, back pain, pain on your shoulder, your neck, receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and affliction in your kidney, your liver, your heart, your lungs, whatever it is that trouble your health, in the name of Jesus, I break that yoke. I dissolve the powers of darkness. I destroy affliction. In the name of Jesus, be here in Jesus' name. Every sickness and disease that is caused by demonic obsession, demonic manipulation, demonic influence. I command you, false spirit, monitoring or assigned against the life of God's people. Come out, loose your grip, go into the outer darkness in the name of Jesus. We bind and cast you out. Go out now in Jesus' name. Father, we release healing. We release deliverance. We release breakthrough. We release, oh God, the peace of God that surpasses human understanding. Every migraine in your head, pain on your head, go in the name of Jesus. Infection in your skin, skin disease, go in the name of Jesus. Affliction within your mind, restlessness, you find it difficult to sleep and rebuke that infirmity. Go in the name of Jesus. Demonic obsession, demonic possession, demonic attack, witchcraft manipulation. I put an end to your activity right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you are free. The Bible says you are free. The Bible says you are free. That is the word of the Lord like Elijah heard that there is a sound of abundance of rain. I decree there is a sound of abundance of healing. There is a sound of abundance of deliverance. There is a sound of abundance of protection. There is a sound of abundance of provision. There is a sound of abundance of miracle. It is well with you in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is troubling by demonic attack in your dream life, or it may be that you are hearing voices. I rebuke you now. I destroy your powers. You demonic stronghold. Come out and be destroyed by fire. In the name of Jesus. I speak to an individual that is having problem with one of your hearing. I command the healing power of God right now. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Let that ear and that eardrum pop up and open now. You are here in the name of Jesus. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. It doesn't matter what the devil is saying. What God has said is permanent. What God has said is true. 
what God has said will come to pass. He spoke and it was done. He commanded and he stood firm. He says, let there be light and there was. I decree and declare every bondage of sin, every bondage of affliction, every bondage of pain, every bondage of demonic influence be destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I pray for divine revelation into your life. God will give you spiritual insight. You will see beyond the natural. You will see beyond the physical. You will see what others have never been able to see. You will hear from the Lord. Like Elijah heard from the Lord that it is time to face Ahab because he's about to send forth rain. And he did not just hear, but he discerned the timing of God. I pray that you will hear, and I pray you have an understanding of discernment to know the timing and the will of God in Jesus' name. Whatever you put your hands to do, you are blessed. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. Your children, children are blessed. Everything around you, I decree and declare you are blessed in the name of Jesus. This year you will not fail. This year you will not lose your ground. This year you will not miss your way. This year you will be unstoppable. 2023, I decree and declare upon your life, when there is famine, when there is drought, you will see the abundance coming upon you in Jesus' name. I decree financial abundance, marital abundance, spiritual abundance, physical abundance, relational abundance, financial abundance, abundance of favor, abundance of grace, abundance of wisdom, abundance of strength, abundance of peace, abundance of God's word, abundance of the might of God upon your life and your family in the name of Jesus. Life will not be a burden for you this year. Life will not be a burden for you this year. I decree and I declare upon your life that everything that you lay your hands to do, it shall be well with you in Jesus' name. Wheresoever you go, you are safe, you are secured, you are protected. It is going to be well with you in Jesus' name. Your dreams shall not die. God will cause them to be fulfilled this year. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. Thank you for asking prayers. You are here right now. You are delivered right now. You are blessed and highly favored right now. He is going to make a way for you where there is no way. He had gone ahead of you fighting your battles. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall be unstoppable. Victory is your portion. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you are watching out there. You have not given your life to the Lord Jesus. I want to quickly pray, pray with you before we leave. I want you to raise up your hand and say this with me. There Lord Jesus. I come before you. I'm begging you for your mercy. Have mercies upon me. All that I have done wrong. Let your mercy reign in me. There, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead. I accept you, Lord, into my heart. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. There, Lord Jesus, write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. 
with your blood. I covenant my spirit. I covenant my soul. I covenant my body with the Holy Ghost. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, those of you who are watching, beloved, God richly bless you. I want to pray with you right now. Father, we thank you for the life of those who have accepted you. Those who have surrendered themselves unto you. Let your mercy continue to prevail upon their lives in Jesus' name. I pray that, Lord, you navigate every aspect of their lives. That, Lord, in this life, they will not fail. They shall not die. They shall live to declare the glory of their God in the land of the living. I decree and declare that their salvation be permanent in Jesus' name. Let your grace be upon them to live this life to fulfill your purpose in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. We celebrate your goodness. We thank you, God, for answering prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. We want to thank the Lord.